What up, boys and ghouls? Welcome back to r slash no sleep, where I read creepy, scary, and downright messed up stories. Today's episode is about a train ride home and a creepy figure you keep noticing. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your skin to crawl. This story is titled, I'm on a train. I keep seeing the same man at every stop. It happened on Sunday night. I was taking the 11.47 p.m. Amtrak from Washington, D.C. to New York City after visiting my boyfriend. As we pulled up to the Aberdeen stop, I saw him. A man standing outside on the platform. He stood with his back to the train, under the shadow of the station's awning. Tall, well-built. Despite the muggy July heat, he wore a long trench coat and a hat. Standing perfectly still, he stuck out like a sore thumb against the passengers hurrying off the train. I'd taken this train back from errands many times before, and rarely saw anyone get on this late, especially at a tiny stop like Aberdeen. As the doors whooshed open, I waited for him to board. But he didn't. He didn't even turn around. What's he doing out there if not boarding? Waiting for another train, maybe? With a clank, the train started back up again. I shrugged and turned up the volume on my journey playlist. Lights flashed across the windows as we picked up speed. In the distance, twinkling lights of a town. A highway with pairs of headlights rolling past. A colossal antenna flashing red at the top. The grays and the blacks of the ground smudged into a blur, melted into the purple sky. My eyes fluttered closed. Now arriving in Wilmington, Delaware. The conductor's voice from the overhead speakers jolted me awake. I stretched and popped my earbuds out and looked around. The train car was empty now. The two girls who had been sitting near the back were gone. Yawning. I turned towards the window. My blood ran cold. There he was. The man in the trench coat. Again. Standing on the platform several feet away from the train. I gripped my armrest, my heart pounding. No, there, there's no way. The Amtrak goes faster than a car. How could he get here so fast? And why? Why would we... Why would he be standing at the next stop when he didn't get on board? The doors whooshed open again. I stared at him, face pressed against the window, watching for movement. But he didn't move. He just stood there, in the shadows back to the train. But he was closer than last time. I could see the nape of his neck and the shadow of hair that poked out from under his hat his black dress shoes shining in the light. I jumped. But it was only the doors clanking shut. The train rumbled underneath me. And then we were pulling away. The man and the station replaced with an open field of grass. I pulled out my phone. I just saw the same guy at two different train stops. Aberdeen and Wilmington. 
I wrote, my fingers flying across the keys. It's really weird. Three dots appeared. Then Aaron replied. What? The same guy at both? Like, he drove there as the train did? Yeah. My thumbs hesitated over the keys, wondering if I should tell her how strange he was, too. The trench coat? The hat? Always facing away? Probably just some weirdo, I typed instead, and hit send. You should have Becca meet you when you get into New York City, Aaron texted back. And call me when you're safe back home, okay? That time, I didn't go to sleep. I stayed wide awake until we hit Philadelphia. As we pulled into the station, as I saw the maraud of street lamps twinkling in the darkness, I felt waves of relief. What is it about seeing civilization, crowds, cities that assuage our fears? It's like we're programmed to believe that nothing bad can ever happen in the sight of other people, or that the mere presence of city lights, even if there's no one around, can drive evil away. Nonetheless, when we pulled into the 30th Street station, there was no strange figure in a trench coat. I watched a few people get off the train car ahead of mine. A tall woman in a pink coat, a hipster guy wearing a knitted cap, a nerdy-looking businessman. Then, the train pulled forward, and we plunged into the darkness. Feeling better about the whole thing, I shot off another text to Aaron. Just past Philadelphia. He wasn't there. Oh good. I was starting to get worried. Call me when you're safe in your apartment, okay? Will do. I love you. I took the jacket off my lap and rolled it into a makeshift pillow and leaned against the window. The darkness whipped past, and soon I was dozing off again. Now arriving in Cornwell Heights, Pennsylvania. I blearily opened my eyes. The station was small, a little shack attached to the platform. As the only lit structure, it seemed to float in the darkness, disconnected from the rest of the world. And standing there, alone on the platform, was the man in the trench coat. I jerked back. No, no, no. I whispered. It, it can't be. He faced the train now, but his head was cut off by the height of the window. I could only see his black shoes, the buttons rising up his coat. Who the hell are you? Why are you following this train? I sat there, frozen with fear, my mind racing. The doors hissed open. This time, he moved. My heart plummeted as he slowly turned towards the front of the train, face still hidden. Then he took a step. A slow, deliberate step towards the back of the car. Then another, and another. Muggy heat crept in from the doors. Sweat ran down my neck. Move, I thought desperately to the train. Please move, please the door shut. The train groaned into motion. Relief flooded me. It's okay. I'm okay, I repeated in my head, trying to steady my pounding heart. The train swayed as it picked up speed, racing through the darkness. 
a small sound coming from behind me. I whipped around. No. He was inside. He stood in the vestibule at the back of the car, facing away from me, his trench coat hanging loosely from his shoulders. I jumped out of my seat, backed along the aisle. No, no, no. I turned and ran for the next car, pounded the open button. The doors whooshed open. I ran inside, glancing behind me. He was halfway down the aisle now, back still towards me. I bolted. The door slid open into the next train car. Help! I shouted. But this car was empty too, just like the last. Can anybody hear me? Help! The lights flickered, then went out. Static crackled over the speakers. Help! The vestibule doors opened. He faced me now. His face was hidden in the shadows of his hat. But I could make out a long nose, a twisted mouth, grotesque proportions that didn't quite seem human. He took slow, heavy steps towards me. Then he stopped. What do you want? I screamed. His head canted to the side. Why are you following me? Silence. Silence stretched out between us. It felt only like minutes, but it must have been longer, because the train was soon groaning to a stop. Now arriving in Trenton, New Jersey. The doors hissed open. I ran. I ran out onto the platform, shaking, crying. When I got down to the parking lot, I glanced back. The lights were back on in the train, and in the window, I saw his figure standing in the aisle. Then the train pulled away, and there was only silence. I didn't hear about the crash until the next day. The train derailed near Newark Penn Station and New York. A mangled mess of fire, metal, wire, twisted and fused to the rails. The train was empty, however. The only casualty was the conductor and no man in a trench coat was ever found. Down in the comments, someone suggested it might be a guardian angel. What do you guys think? Thanks for listening, boys and ghouls. I hope you found this story as creepy as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification button so you get updates for the newest daily creepy story. As always, the author of this story will be credited in the description. Feel free to send them some love over on Reddit, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye!